0: President Joe Biden says he fully expects Congress to approve new funding for Ukraine. Over the weekend, Congress stripped future spending for Ukraine from a bill to fund the government and avert a shutdown. The U.S. State Department calls that unacceptable.
1: If we allow authoritarians like President Putin to do whatever they want to other sovereign countries, then the whole UN Charter will be shredded. And we are going to live in a world where this kind of aggression can happen anywhere anytime that would be far more expensive for the american people and far more dangerous for the american people we cannot under any circumstances allow america's support for ukraine to be interrupted our allies our adversaries and the world will be watching
0: Meantime, Ukrainian forces say weapons from the U.S. and other Western countries are vital to their success. CNN's Fred Plankin visited the front lines to get a close-up look.
1: Ukraine's 80th Airborne Assault Brigade storming Russian positions on the Eastern Front, using U.S.-made weapons to try and dislodge Vladimir Putin's troops. Gains that would probably be impossible if Washington cut military assistance. This soldier, whom we can only name as Vasil, tells me. I don't know what to say. That would be tough, he says. The troops say U.S.-supplied weapons like this Browning heavy machine gun are helping them turn the tide because they're more accurate, more reliable, and more robust than what the Russians have. You can see just how important military aid for Ukraine is for that country to stay in the fight. It's everything from rifles to to surface-to-air missile systems to help Ukraine push Russia back. The U.S. has sent more than $45 billion worth of security assistance to Ukraine since Russia's full-on invasion. Many weapons viewed as game-changers by Kiev, like the HIMARS multiple rocket launching systems and Bradley infantry fighting vehicles, which Kiev says have already saved the lives of many Ukrainian soldiers. Losing U.S. assistance would be catastrophic, Ukraine admits, but the national security advisor tells CNN he doesn't believe it will be cut. We are more than confident that this will not happen, he says, if the United States is a country responsible for the democratic world and has assumed this responsibility. It would be a great joy for Putin and all autocratic regimes if the U.S. withdrew the assistance it provides us. But the Kremlin believes sooner or later, Washington will
2: buckle. Fatigue
1: from the absurd sponsorship of the Kiev regime will increase in various countries, including the United States, the spokesman says. And this fatigue will lead to a fragmentation of the political establishment and a rise in infighting. The soldiers from the 80th Airborne say they badly need U.S. weapons to continue pushing the Russians back in the east, but will keep on fighting with or without American support. We don't have a choice, he says. We have to do it. Our brigade's motto is nobody but us. Fred <laughs> right, Liken, CNN in eastern Ukraine.
0: CNN's Nada Bashir is following developments live this hour from London. She joins us now. Good morning to you, Nada. So what is the significance of Monday's meeting in Kyiv, especially given the uncertainty over ongoing U.S. funding for Ukraine?
2: Well, it grows me. This is deeply significant in terms of the symbolism here, particularly on the heels of that decision taken by the U.S. Congress. We heard yesterday from the EU Foreign Affairs Chief Yosef Burrell speaking alongside the Ukrainian foreign minister describing this as a clear expression of the will and commitment of European Union member states to continue supporting Ukraine even uh, in the face of perhaps arguably waning support from some members of the US Congress. Dmitry Kuleba, the Ukrainian uh, foreign minister, also uh, echoing that sentiment. He spoke about the significance of this meeting uh, of foreign ministers taking place perhaps in his uh, words not in EU borders at this point in time but in future EU borders of course Ukraine still pushing ahead with hopes that they will be granted membership to the European uh, Union we heard also uh, yesterday from other uh, representatives of the European Union other foreign ministers taking part in this Foreign Affairs Council. It was not technically uh, an official uh, sitting of the Foreign Affairs Council, given that it took place outside of EU premises. So no official uh, conclusions or concrete agreements, but we did see some positive indications, particularly when it comes to Ukraine's hopes to join the European Union. Take a listen uh, to this statement from the German Foreign Minister speaking yesterday. With this foreign council of EU
1: foreign ministers, we are taking the European Union to where the heart of Europe beats strongest at the moment, here in Kyiv, here in Ukraine. Ukraine's future lies in the European Union, in our community of freedom, and it will soon stretch from Lisbon to Luhansk, with every village, with every meter that Ukraine liberates, with every meter where it saves its people, it also paves its way into the European Union.
2: Now, in addition to proposals of continued and new funding for Ukraine from the European Union, uh, the EU's foreign affairs chief, Yosef Borrell, also spoke about this commitment, saying this was, uh, in some sense, the EU's membership uh, could be the biggest commitment that these member states could offer Ukraine at this current point in time. Meanwhile, Ukraine's foreign minister uh, said that, in their view, they believe this is moving in the right direction, that the Ukrainian government and EU leaders are on the same page when it comes to the prospect. I of EU membership, that negotiations are, in his view, uh, potentially taking place before before the beginning of next year. So that is certainly a positive indication from the European Union. But of course, there are stringent requirements in place for any nation seeking membership of the EU. Ukraine will be no exception to that. And we know that the EU has put forward at least seven recommendations for reforms to be made in Ukraine, including tackling corruption, money laundering, press freedoms and minority rights. So there is certainly still a lot to work on there, but clearly a message of commitment, a message of renewed support from the EU for Ukraine.